You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we talk about Mbappe. Se queda in PSG. Also, we talk about Barcelona's financial troubles. Uh, we, we're their accountants now. There's a lot of issues. Uh, and U.S. Uh, World Cup qualifying. We'll see how we preview it and see how it's going to go. That's right. Plus, we talk to Roque Santa Cruz. You might remember him from his time in the Premier League, from his time in Bundesliga, winning Champions League, or how he's still playing to this day. <laughs> Why are you still playing? We talked to him about Paraguay, how incredible he was playing for them, and what they need to do to make it into that World Cup, and how we're spoiled. Also, he may offer us some passports. It's pretty dope. <laughs> that and more today on the Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Rianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Hello. The voice is back. Oh, and the hair is gone. What? Uh, what happened? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe your hair was too long. My voice was gone. They, they somehow worked against each other. Yeah. Look, all right. Things are a little bit different. Okay. It's September. Back to school. Right. Okay. Yeah. You, got a, you got school photos. What's the okay. deal? Right? Does your neck feel better now? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to a new school. I'm, I'm uh, creating a new identity for right. myself. You're a whole new person. They don't remember the old you, <laughs> right? They didn't know you as, uh, you know, sloppy Polanco, you know? <laughs> That's right. That was my name. <laughs> you know, sloppy Polanco who wet the bed all the time. Okay? <laughs> Damn sloppy Polanco. <laughs> what is good, everybody? Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. <laughs> Rose. Okay. Uh, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived right here on Football Sports Network. That's right. It's also the gulliest. It's also the sloppy Polanco-ist. You know? <laughs> this, this episode is going to be extra sloppy. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so what dumb. a way to start the show and, and mention who our guest is today. Legendary yes. Paraguayan footballer. Roque Santa Cruz. That's okay. right. You might remember him from uh, his time at Bayern, which is why I'm wearing this shirt. You might remember him from his time in Manchester City, uh, Blackburn Rovers, uh, Rovers just before that. Also, still playing with Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> the, man, the man won't yeah. stop. <laughs> The man is uh, going to be an octogenarian playing uh, <laughs> soccer. He he will not. Can we pause so I can quit. Google that real quick? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot to discuss with him. We're going to be talking about the World Cup qualifiers, uh, specifically Comebol uh, with uh, Roque. Uh, so he'll be uh, with us a little bit later. Uh, but let's start today uh, mm. with, I mean, where... where where to begin? Obviously, la, la, we have to start with La Liga. We have to start with uh, we, with Messi, Mbappe. Uh, Welcome. That, Qualifying. That, There's so much stuff happening. Yeah, so much stuff happening. But let's start with uh, with Mbappe uh, uh, and and his news uh, that he is not he's staying at PSG. Uh, he's going to be playing with Neymar with Messi uh, and not going to Real Madrid when Real Madrid was doing everything possible. They're like, baby, please. Yeah. We know you want you you don't want him you nah, know you want to be with me. me look at this ring it's worth 160 million <laughs> not but okay well how about this bad boy right here 220 million but i mean psg just wasn't listening to the offers i think uh fiorentino perez said 
Uh, they asked him, did they finally pick up the phone? Did they finally respond to one of your offers? And this was for the 160 million one. Uh, he said, yes, they did respond. And they responded rudely, which is just hmm. their way of, his way of saying, like, I don't think he's in, they're into it. You know, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, no, no real clarity on what actually happened. You know what I mean? You can't you can't burn that bridge. You know, you still got to do business with PSG at some point in the future. But if uh, we know Fiorentino Perez, we know some audio leaks are going to be coming out soon. Oh and boy, I can't, okay. wait. can't wait for them voice notes. Right. right? It's Raul's fault. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fraud. Get, why am I? Why am I in this? I didn't do yeah, anything. I haven't played 15 years. <laughs> I haven't said anything. <laughs> uh, if you are, if if you're La Liga, what do you do now? Who's the biggest name in La Liga right now? Is oh it boy. Memphis the Hector Bellerin at Real <laughs> Betis? Okay? Hi, Ballonpier. Let's go. <laughs> he, uh, w- yeah, he would. Uh, he's he's going to change the whole landscape out Is there. Is it Griezmann? Uh, Is Griezmann the biggest name? Well, Griezmann, right? So let's talk about this because uh, Antoine Griezmann, uh, you know, uh, the, the 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 blackest man I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> As per his Halloween photos, As, exactly. Okay, uh, he is a brother. Yeah, uh, he is now going back to Atletico Madrid. So uh, Barcelona are having this fire sale because they 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 are in a wild amount of debt. They need to balance the books, and that's going to take a long time. They need to get rid of players that are on high wages they brought in uh Antoine Griezmann from uh from Atletico for what well it was like 120 million if I remember correctly a lot. yeah yeah it yeah, was a it lot was of a money lot. sold him back oh well you see he's on loan and for a 40 million dollar buyback R- this is ridiculous. bad business this is bad business this is bad business <laughs> this is like when this is like when T-Pain bought the uh the the three million dollar Bugatti and then a year later, sold it for eight hundred thousand. <laughs> this is what this is why he, they, he went broke. He talks about how he went broke. I think Bars is on that T Pain, uh, you yeah. know, uh, financial a, advisory. A terrible, uh, obviously, look, a necessary but terrible uh, decision that had had to be made. You know, uh, they, also, you know, uh, uh, Jordi Alba and and, and PK had to had to cut their wages so that. Uh, uh, Sergio Aguero can register as a player yeah. for the team. So they, they really, have so little players that Ansu Fati was just given the number 10 shirt and the number 11. I mean, this, <laughs> <laughs> the kid's got a lot okay. to do. <laughs> You're going to have to play multiple positions at the same time. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, get out there, kid. You've got young legs. <laughs> but this is what uh, some people have been saying that. But wait, hold uh, on. Before I bring that up, when Griezmann went after the Messi deal finally happened, as Griezmann was showing up to uh, training, the fans berated him. He looked yeah. distressed in the car because he was getting told left and right, it's your fault. You shouldn't have been here. Messi would still be here if you weren't here, My which goodness. might be true. Yeah, wow. It is. You know, it's like telling your kids you're the reason we got divorced. Yeah, you know 100%. I mean? <laughs> Sit the kid down and be like, mommy and daddy are no longer together. And I know what you're thinking. And you're right. It is you. You got a lot. You got a lot of inner searching to do, my friend. Madness, right? Because this was the. So now that Griezmann is back to Atlético Madrid, the people are saying that if if Griezmann would have left a month ago, 
that Barcelona would have been able to keep Messi? And it's an interesting question here because... And Ansu Fati wouldn't also have to be the janitor, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all right. (laughs) You know, we're we're picking ourselves up by our bootstraps. Everybody's doing everything. Kids got a lot of jobs. He's a social media admin. The kid's got a lot. Stegen, you're also the social media intern. Yeah. Get with it. (laughs) I mean, this is... Listen, you know, while you're picking out the garbage, maybe you type a little uh, tweet here and there. (laughs) Okay. You know TikTok? Get with it. <laughs> uh-huh. Why don't you? You're a savage, and you're playing two positions on the pitch. <laughs> so, but would would Messi, if if this if this was the case, Griezmann leaves a month ago. Do you think Messi stays? Do you think because they are allowed to keep him? Do you think Messi says, "All right, I will I will continue uh, at Barcelona and, and ride this out, ride out whatever this financial mismanagement is, and maybe turn try to turn things around." He's gonna ride it, my pawn. I don't think that's what you meant. <laughs> uh, there are two questions: Could he have stayed? Yeah, right, because I think that's enough wages coming off your books right. uh, to be able to afford him. Would he have stayed? I think it would have been. There, there's something about that saga of him calling Pochettino and saying, like, I'm ready, you know, call the board, tell him I want to come. There's something about that where I remember he previously said he wanted to leave. It seemed like it was on thin ice that they had convinced him to stay. I think he would have left anyway. I think he would have I think he would have left at the moment he heard the rumors that uh, Griezmann was on his way out before that deal was done. I think he would have bailed so that. You know, because remember, he was unregistered. He was essentially a free agent, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he would have bailed immediately so that no one would have been able to say, like, wait, 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 wait. Let's just get this Griezmann deal done. He would have bailed before that was done so that there wasn't any of that negative, you know, sort of publicity around his his departure. Yeah. Uh, look, it, it is a it's a, a difficult question and obviously very hypothetical and theoretical. But we know for sure. He's having a good old time at PSG, okay? He is because, enjoying himself. Because PSG do not have the financial issues that Barcelona has. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and they, they, they are like, okay, Nuno, oh, we got you, Genie, we got you. Uh, he's on the phone with Ansu Fati going, you're doing what? As he's eating caviar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian, let's talk a little bit about uh, Premier League, because obviously the transfer window is closed and a lot of movement uh, in and out of that league. In particular, Manchester United. Right. Should we talk about Arsenal spending the most? No. Right. We could wait for that. <laughs> Let's talk about Manchester United because uh, they brought in a lot of players and a criminal, which was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, making a big, a big splash. A lot of news. Obviously, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo leaves uh, Juve, uh, signs with Manchester United after the rumors of him. Possibly going to Manchester City. Yeah, my guy uh, was like, I ain't going nowhere. How dare you disrespect me and my family by saying I'm leaving Juventus. And then <laughs> as he's packing the bags. <laughs> uh, but this is, I, I think the, the, the question here is how much of an impact and difference is Cristiano Ronaldo going to make outside of uh, the, the simply the, the, the nostalgia of bringing back uh, a guy who was, uh, you know, a, a superstar at Manchester United for for six years. I mean, uh, everybody's doing a reboot, right? Everybody's getting a reboot mm, now. Manchester United, no, no the- original scripts anymore. <laughs> Damn. Okay, another Marvel movie. Okay, we're <laughs> doing this again. <laughs> Yo, everybody gets a reboot, including <laughs> early two thousands Manchester United. Uh, I just think this is. I mean, look, if we're gonna remove everything else about the player and just think of it as as a player. You know, you've got what probably is one of the most, I, it's hard to say the best, right? Because there were so many great players that have that have played for it, but probably one of the most high profile players to ever come through your club or to be, yeah. be at your club. 
to come back. That that often feels kind of fun. You know, you got like uh, like when uh, Alan Shearer went back to, you know, uh, Newcastle to manage it, a lot like that. It didn't work out. He didn't save them from being relegated. That's kind of how I feel about this move. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem like I mean, look, he's not a bad player. I'm not going to put it that way, but it this just doesn't seem like the move Manchester United need. Yeah, I, I uh, that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like the it feels not like a footballing move. It feels like an Instagram collab. You know what I mean? It, they, okay. They're really trying to. <laughs> they got themselves an influencer. Cross-pollinate cross for some yeah. reason. <laughs> Let's get it, your brand and our brand and together. That's kind of how uh, it feels. Look, I'm not saying he's not going to score. So we were having this conversation before. If the goal, if the goal uh, total for the end of the season, just Premier League, just Premier League, not all competitions, mm-hmm. is 15 over under for Cristiano Ronaldo. How do you answer that, right? Like, as a player, is he good enough to score 15 goals? Yeah. Are they going to maybe force him the ball a little bit because it's Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, who's who's going to take the penalties? We know Bruno uh, is the, is the designated penalty kick taker. It's, I, he don't do nothing else. <laughs> I mean, let the guy do the penalties. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be under. I, I don't see him scoring more than fifteen Premier League goals. I I think I think you can do it in Serie. A. It is you know it's not that it's not some you know quote unquote farmers league or whatever. Um, but the 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 level of competition. Um, is and and especially the the level of defending. I mean, you look at the defenders. Is, Italy used to be, you know, the the, the defending was like its identity, right? right and the it Casanacho was like, and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, so, but but you know, there's. There's there's the there's the Burnleys, you know what I mean? There's just yeah. the dude, like the lads that yeah. are some out of here. These, the, some of these clubs field eleven <laughs> defenders, <laughs> like Burnley. You know, <laughs> they're bit, not even trying. It's a little bit different. I don't I don't see him scoring that many. Do I think he's going to help Manchester United? Um, yes. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be moments that we'll see where you you know. And, and he's provided those moments where are th- that they're simply like, wow, nobody else could have scored that goal in that in that particular moment. Could uh, you see this go badly? Yes. I mean, I, I can already see it. <laughs> yeah. Look, it, uh-huh. because, <laughs> because the focus was like this, uh, in my opinion, like a, a very strong, like a, a business decision to some degree. Right. Look, it's it's interesting seeing the way the media is, is even handling it all because he does ha- he is going to be asked those questions ab- about uh, about those charges and allegations. Uh, uh, it's that the he, English that media; does. they're just yeah. waiting. But it, but it's interesting how it, you know in Italy it was handled a certain way, in Spain it was handled a certain way, in England you see even like uh, uh, some media outlets like deleting tweets that are critical or asking the questions. There, there's Manchester United fans that are that are in a in a tough spot. They're like, well, I don't know how I should feel about the club given this man's history and stuff like that. So there's there's gonna be a lot at play. And look, it, it, do I think? He's been able to ignore it all. I I think he'll be fine, but the people around him it might be a it might be a bit of a distraction. So in that regard, I can see it going badly. Yeah, I look. I if you look at it from a strictly, and I'm interested to see what the English media do with that because I agree with you. There are some people who are just like, no, let's pretend this isn't happening at least for that beginning, that honeymoon period. But the moment he misses like a big penalty or something, they're gonna be like, I told you not to, you know, not to bring him in. <laughs> the dude is illegal, you know. Uh, but I, what I'm interested in is whether that's gonna make up that gap that's gonna beat Manchester City. And I know Manchester City hasn't had the greatest start to their season, um, but. 
when you look at, I mean, they did beat Arsenal five 0 so maybe everything's calmed down. But uh, when you <laughs> when you look at whether these types of players, the Sancho deal makes them better, the Varane deal makes them better. I'm not sure this deal puts them over the hump. You know what I mean? And yeah. it does. I, Ole Gunnar's got a hell of a task because that's a lot of personalities in one dressing room. Good luck. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> All right. Just uh, want to break in real quick to let people know about Saturday because we are going uh, the Cooligans. Are go- for the first time ever, we're going to be in, steady- in stadium hosts for the Gotham FC match. Against the Chicago Red Stars. This game will be huge. At at Rebel Arena, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get tickets. It is Latinx night. We're the hosts. That's right. We're taking over the aux cable. We're going to be playing (laughs) reggaeton. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You better get ready to bachata Uh, during a goal celebration. Okay. Let's go. Let's go, Gotham (laughs) FC. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be the Cooligans experience uh, uh, at a match. So this is a huge opportunity for us. Uh, we're, we're absolutely honored to, uh, to to get to do something like this. So uh, if you have an opportunity to go to the game, go to the game. Gotham yeah, FC against fun. the Chicago Red Stars against uh, the you know who are owned by Sarah Spain, the homie. Uh, so right. it's gonna be a nice Friend friendly show. rivalry uh, at this game. Okay. Uh, so uh, coming up, uh, we also have uh, Roque Santa Cruz, uh, and we're gonna be talking about Comebol World Cup qualifiers uh, with him in a moment but let's start about let's start with the united states and their world cup qualifying campaign okay because the last time last go around didn't really wasn't really as uh fun and exciting you know it got into the the final day about you know with qualifying what was it it was about uh, like an 80 percent chance that the u.s were gonna uh the u.s men were going to qualify and we all know what happened uh they they did did not not work out (laughs) and this is tough dude it's eight uh eight teams only the only the first one actually fully qualifies. Whoever finishes the top fully qualifies. It Second is, place may qualify. It is the uh, uh, and uh, the octagonal. Yeah, uh, this time and I and maybe you could piece it together because remember I said octogenarian. Right, right, right. Before. Yeah. What could I? What 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 could I have been referring to? I, that just means that that these teams are old, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stop trying to yeah, trick dude. me, sloppy Polanco. <laughs> no, <laughs> obviously that means eight. Look, we used to hate the hex. Remember that? We hated the Hex. Now we got eight. But here's the thing. Since we lost to Sweden, which was May, the end of May, May 30th, we have gone on an absolute... Go ahead. Wait, the women lost to Sweden, not the men? Yeah, the men lost to Sweden 2-0. Oh, really? Yeah. So 2-1. Why do I remember that? Since then, we've gone on an absolute run. We've beaten Honduras. We've beaten Mexico. We've beaten Costa Rica. We've beaten Haiti. We've beaten Martinique. We've beaten Canada. We've beaten Jamaica. We've beaten Qatar. And we've beaten Mexico. These are other than Qatar. These are all the teams essentially we have to play. So we've yeah. done this before. Yeah, yeah. This, but it uh, still doesn't feel like we good, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, there was a um, a a question uh, uh, posed to Weston McKinney, and he was asked uh, about this uh, this uh, World Cup qualifying campaign, and he basically and Weston McKinney said that he wants to dominate. Concacaf, and some people are saying like, well, look, Nations League, Gold Cup. What do you mean dominate? How much more do you want to dominate? Do you want to like like extinguish these other countries' existence? Or, I mean, Damn. What? is Weston McKinney a colonizer? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is but when you on? when you look at it, it's still the fact that he says that. Even though we beat Mexico in two finals in a row this summer, it still doesn't feel like we. I don't know if like we've earned the right to say we're dominant in this region. 
Yeah, no, and and uh, I mean, he is definitely not saying that they are dominant, but he wants to. Uh, That's what I'm saying. The- I agree with him. I'm saying he's 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 an example of why we still have this inferiority complex in this region. Right, right. Yeah, and I I think the the in the three matches, I mean, it's going to be it's it's uh, it's El Salvador, uh, Canada, and and Honduras. The, these are you know. Uh, even a tournament play versus World Cup qualifiers are a little bit different, right? There's a the there's a l- bit more time to prepare for each opponent. There is a every single player is going to be a, here. Every every point matters. Yeah. Uh, you know, goals. Th- every single goal matters. You need to run that score up. Exactly. So the, the you know, and then the, the, the these are, there's two away matches, and and always the. There's going to be the conversations of, of what these environments going to be like. What is the pitch going to be like? And, you know, you know, the, 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 the bands playing outside this, the, the hotels, <laughs> fireworks, all these things come into play. So there's, um, uh, you know, in because of the short turnaround in these three matches, there's going to be a lot of rotation. Uh, some of these younger guys have not played in these environments. That you play in Nations League, you play in Gold Cup, you're still playing in Dallas, in Nashville, right? Uh, uh, you know, in, in Columbus. You you can wrap your head around what the the, the experience is like, but they, it's a little bit different. In, you in, go to in, San Salvador. <laughs> things are, things are, things are different. You know what I mean? You know that people and the whole country wants you to lose the guy who's checking you into your hotel right. wants you to lose you know like everybody wants you to lose it's a different atmosphere that they're going into but also these are the atmospheres you need to and those teams that did it in the early aughts and and in the in the early 20 teens these are the teams that fought through all that survived all that you kind of solidified yourself and made you strong enough to go into a world cup and play well so we kind of what were you saying? I was going to say that for these three matches, quick predictions. You think uh, uh, United States wins wins all three? I think we win all three, and I think we only let in two goals in these three matches. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I I think out of the out of the three, the the, the, the toughest one. I I think you know people would generally assume it might be Canada. We got Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, Tayshawn Buchanan. Um, I think the 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 US the the game against Canada I think might be a draw but I think the game against Honduras might be the most challenging one because it, it is a it is a way home and then away so that is that just that travel alone is going to I think uh, you know depending on, on how Berhalter rotates these these teams uh this that third one might be the most challenging and they're one. also I, in and a short see a window loss there. I can see a loss there they're also in a short window so all that travel in those short amount of days Woo! I don't know how they're going to handle that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we have uh, Roque Santa Cruz uh, coming up next. Uh, Paraguayan n- international legend. Uh, just a great, great time talking to him about uh, World Cup qualifiers. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors. Actually, it's us, and it's our Twitch channel. That's right. You know, you've seen us on, on Fubo TV. You've, see, you've listened to us on the podcast. Maybe you've uh, clicked like on one of our personal seductive photos <laughs> on Instagram. Okay. You know how we love those body pics. <laughs> okay. We're trying to... We know the game, all right? We're not going to... Anything for, for likes and views, baby. Yo, that, that's, you know, that, that's what you got to do nowadays. But we're also on Twitch. We live stream... Uh, Every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time 
or Prem Show. Uh, but we do other stuff as well. We do watch alongs. Uh, we, you know, we 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 uh, interview people. Uh, it's a uh, we play FIFA, uh, and we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff on there. So join us on Twitch. Hit the follow button. It is free. That's right. So just go to Twitch.tv/soccercooligans or make it easy for yourself and just go to eltwitch.com. That's e l t w i t c h e dot com, and that'll bring you right to our account. And hit that follow button right now. What you waiting for? Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only. His name sounds like a skate shop in California. <laughs> Roca Santa Cruz, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, you, you are in uh, Paraguay right now. We have to talk about uh, World Cup qualifiers. Uh, obviously, uh, Paraguay is trying to do everything they can uh, to get uh, into a, a World Cup, uh, you know, the, the, uh, this is, it's just always an entertaining and challenging time. This next round is three matches. Uh, so it's going to be pretty condensed, but how are we feeling about the team right now? Well, it's, it, um, it's actually huge pressure on our team. Uh, we haven't been in the last two World Cups. So, so actually it's, uh, people is putting a lot of pressure into the, uh, our, our players now and, um, being in this situation with three games to go is actually big. We know that we need to be in the we need to be in the in the first four places, you know, to go to the next World Cup. So right now is actually very important for us to make points, to win points. We've been having also a lot of trouble uh, winning home games. So uh, it's going to be really interesting because we we play now against Colombia and uh, Venezuela. Uh, in in our home ground, so we really have to do something about it, and um, uh, we really uh, all the fans are really looking forward to these two games, playing home, and we need we are desperate to go back to our workout. So for us, it's big, it's huge. People are really enthusiastic about it. Now I know it's a big deal. You have two of the three matches. Oh, by the way, if people don't know, all three matches are going to be played pretty condensed in about ten days. Two of the three matches are at home in Paraguay. That's got to be a big benefit for you guys. But also, it looks like Newcastle isn't releasing Miguel Almiron. How big of a loss is that? And do you think it balances out by having two of those matches at home? Well, to be fair, it, normally it's, it is an advantage, you know, to play home. And due to the, uh, uh, this COVID situation, we don't know see how, how, how much, how big will be the crowd, you know, attending to, to this game. But we couldn't afford also to make a lot of points playing home uh, in the last qualification games. And also in these ones, we only draw uh, all our games here playing home. We only have uh, drawn those games. So we haven't been strong, uh, effective, you know, making points playing on our ground. So now is um, a lot of pressure, you know, for the players now to come in the ground in this situation. It's, it's going to be tough because Colombia is also so you know uh, a straight competition for us you know regarding these two pla two places that we usually say in South America we think that Brazil and Argentina are going to have one of these two places so Colombia is uh, especially Colombia is one of the, of the competitors we need to focus and that we need to uh, get them behind us so winning this first game home game against Colombia is going to be ma massive and, and what about Almiron? Uh, Newcastle isn't releasing him. How important is a player like Miguel Almiron to the chances of qualifying for the World Cup? 
he is a, a massive player for us. He is one of our famous players, and people do have a lot of expectations, you know, about him when he plays in the in the national team. So it is a little bit frustrating for the supporters, you know, not to have him, especially because we know that um, we haven't been able to to win games playing at home. So actually, right now, we are desperate, you know, to make this happen because we know that in our road to the next World Cup, where, where we really want to be there, we really want to go, everybody is expected, is expecting, you know, national team to win these two home games. So it is a little bit frustrating for us as, support, as, as supporters also, you know, to, to know that Newcastle has been also reluctant, you know, not, not to... To uh, I mean, on to to come here, he was desperately to come, and we know that he loves to come and play for the national team. So uh, it is going to be you know tough to find somebody you know who, who can give uh, what he does you know when he plays for the national team. Okay, yeah. I mean, we've seen Miguel Amidon play several times. I mean, when he was at Atlanta United, uh, and you, you, we've seen him uh, humiliate a, a lot of MLS teams with uh, with his pace uh, and, and just incredible passing and scoring ability. So, uh, you know, it, fascinating stuff too. You uh, helped uh, Paraguay uh, qualify for three World Cups. Uh, you, you, the, the the fact that there's three match days here. I know you are retired from international duty, but you, you have a fascinating career in that. You are currently 40 years old. You are still playing for you're still playing professional football at, at Olympia. How would you theoretically? How would you handle a, 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 a triple header in 10 days? How could you? Would you able, even be able to physically manage and play in three matches in just a short amount of time? Well, it, um, it's it's. I don't th I don't know. I don't think that. Um, players actually will manage to do that because um, we one of our games is actually in Ecuador where you need to count also that is very high you know it's about through 2,600 meters you know high so um, you get more tired you got also the flies you know you fly to Ecuador you come back here then you have two games here but we know that you, the, the the games that we need where we need actually to to make points uh, points is really you know playing home games, so I think that um, part of the team is going to play you know or are going to be rested you know to be one hundred percent fit to play these two games. Um, it's a um, it, when you are playing the national team you know you get carried on by the adrenaline you know it's a lot of. Um, interest going on from the people, so you just get carry on, and it's really nice. It's a base, the best part of being a football player is actually playing for your national team. So um, I think that uh, a couple of players are going to have all three games, you know, in their backs, which is also, you know, very tiring. And um, but um, you know, as I said, is it's really nice, you know. It's it's not it's lovely to win games with the national team, and hopefully we will do that also playing home games. Um, and then you know, it's it's easier, you know, to 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 find the rhythm and to to get also the you know of of having those three games, which is really really tiring. He's 
he's he's he's playing music. He's doing his thing, uh, and then he's like, "I got something special." Yeah, and brings in the the, the Martin a, Luther King. It's a Martin Luther King. It's the "I Have a Dream" speech. Yeah, and it's I don't know how else to explain it besides it's laid under what is quite possibly the most stereotypically EDM <laughs> song of yeah. all time. Mm, mm, so mm. it starts off, <laughs> I have a dream. And then it continues to the end of the first sentence. And then the beat drops. And that's when David Guetta just starts like <laughs> dancing. To the Yo. He's like, I, I don't know what y'all ain't dancing. I'm feeling it. Why okay, is everyone I'm doing, crying? I'm out here doing a two-step for Dr. King. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If my shoulder bounce is trying to end <laughs> hatred. <laughs> what, what are y'all doing? I don't see y'all making remixes. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to shimmy the racism away. Okay? You know, special delivery. We got rid of racism. <laughs> I mentioned that you're, you're obviously you're still playing. Uh, what? What? You know you. Have had an incredible career playing for Bayern Munich, playing uh, Blackburn, uh, Blackburn Rovers, uh, Cruz Azul, Manchester City. You you, <laughs> you 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 played all over the world in all, all these different leagues. You would imagine that there's there's a lot. You you know you put a lot of miles on on those legs, on those knees. How simply put, how are you still doing it, Roque? Well, most people can can't even dream about having a career this long. Well, no, to be fair, I, I, I need to say it, it. It is a little bit of a miracle for me also, you know, to being able to play football at my age, um, especially because I had so many, I have like 12 surgeries in my career, you know, and all in, the, in a very short period of time. I was when I, in my time in, in Germany, I had all of them. So in eight years, I have like 10, 12 surgeries. Um, and I obviously was all, I had always thought that, I may, I may not get 30 and still be able to play football. But you know how it's life, you know, sometimes um, uh, strange thing happens and, and although I'm very professional and try to stay fit, you know, and take care of my body and everything, it's never guaranteed, you know, that, that you might be fit enough, you know, to play um, uh, at this age and for 22 years playing professionally. So I, I'm really pleased with it. I enjoy it so much. And I think also when, when, with the experience that you've got through the years, you get also, you know, these, um, these, the, the, the thoughts, you know, that, that you need to enjoy life, that you need to enjoy the time, that the quality time that you got in training, the, uh, with playing and having a laugh with the, with the other players and, and, and having a good time also while you are training, while you are playing. And this is something also that I appreciated so much. So I really still enjoy it. And I'm also, I think also that physically I'm still able, you know, to, to train every day, to be happy going to training and of course to try to win games also for my, for my, for my team. Well, I mean, look, you're still playing at 40. You're bagging goals for Olympia. Uh, some of the players can't make it to these three matches. Let's say you get a phone call, <laughs> right? You get a phone call from uh, Eduardo Berrito. What are we gonna? What are we gonna say if they ask you to, you know, hey, come out of retirement like Michael Jordan, go to the rafters and pull your uh, jersey back down? What do you think? Would you Would you play if you got called back up? It's very It's very hard to say no to the national. You get You get so many. Uh, you got you, all the credit that you gave. Also, you know. Only, only from the fact of being able, you know, to put that national team off. 
it's a, it's a, it's a huge honor, you know. So uh, I, I can see that happening, but obviously I won't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you know it's funny. You played for so long. You're beloved in so many different countries. I didn't realize you were also a regular at the hospitals in Germany. You had 12 <laughs> surgeries. You must know everyone when you walk in. Hey, Stacy, how are you? How's the kids? That's insane. I didn't, I didn't mention it. I was a doctor, right? Are you? Yeah. I mean, at this point, the only thing missing, and are you? You're probably still doing medicine, still scoring goals. Jeez. You talk a little bit about your career. You went from uh, Blackburn Rovers to the first time I really heard of you was during that big uh, transfer move to Manchester City with the new owners. You must have seen a lot. I believe it was $17 million at the time, which is like, that's like $170 million in today's money, you know, <laughs> the way these transfers are going. Um, what was it like making that big switch? Because I know the English media can be tough. And two... If you were 27 today, how much do you think you'd be going for if you were making the transfer to Manchester City? What's that number? It's a good question. It's a good question, yeah. No, in, in, the, in this time, um, it, was, it was really strange, the, the whole situation, because you know, everybody knows, you know, it was the start of the owners, you know, the, of, the, of the new ones, the, the, the Arabian ones. It was, um, it was a a huge thing in, in, in Manchester because Manchester City um, was or had so much pressure, you know, from, from Manchester United, which it was like winning every every single year. They were winning titles and they were big and they are massive and they are worldwide known. So that's what everybody expected also, you know, from Manchester City. And at that time, um, they, they everything started. So they were just buying players and, and suddenly we were like 30 players in the dressing room and everybody was a, a big name coming from, from other clubs. So uh, we suddenly had a, a whole new dressing room with, with, with players coming from everywhere. And we were lucky, you know, to be part of all that uh, beginning because it was something massive, you know. And, and in England also at that time, Everybody knew or everybody expected City to become what it is already right now. But obviously, it was it was big move for everybody. And we were, everybody was uh, really happy, you know, being part of that uh, new birth. Because for City, actually, uh, what what we saw that they, what they become, you know, in this year is, is fantastic, is great. For the city, you know, from England, and also, um, I'm so pleased, you know, being having been uh, a part of all, all all the stuff that happened in the club in, in those years. Hey guys, it's Zach Steffen, and I just kicked it with the Cooligans. Let's talk a little bit about uh, World Cups. Uh, any, the, the, you know, you, you've gotten to play in several uh, scoring goals in them. Uh, I know, you know, for I, I, at least for us being in the United States, the the United States missing the 2018 World Cup was such a. Uh, a challenging and difficult experience because we you know frankly we were sort of spoiled in the last like 20 30 years uh we're just used to being in them but but can you talk a little bit about that that privilege and being able to make it and being able to qualify and and what it means uh 
to Paraguay when that happened. We were in a situation where we all actually went to three workouts. We went in the 2002, in, in 2006, 2010, all of them in different um, continents. And it was really frustrating for, 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 for us, you know, that actually we were to Asia, we went to Europe, we went to Africa, and in the one right next to Paraguay, we couldn't be there. Right. So it, 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 was, it was really frustrating, you know, for the people. And all the good that we have done in those years actually went to nothing from, from one day to the other because we couldn't go there. And in those in those years, you know, we 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 actually uh, also lost a, a whole um, team that actually became old with the national team playing with the national team. So um, for for us uh, for Paraguay is actually um, a huge thing this World Cup because we haven't we we have missed two of them in the in the last two World Cups and and, and for the people is. You know the people they love football and and it's actually one of the things that give happiness to the people uh, in in year where where it's been actually really hard you know economically um people is frustrated because many people lost their jobs and this covid thing also brought a lot of different situation for people and we we need as a country you know to be there and, and, and right. football is actually one of the ways that we can make people laugh. Everything uh, looks a little bit better if we should go to that the World Cup. So it's big. Of course, of course. You, you know, know I, you I have guys are spoiled. <laughs> Without a doubt. The I, I'm just curious. Um, when you went, uh, especially when you were playing in England, I know it. You know, we I've been in Europe, and sometimes like I'm so I'm, my family's from uh, Dominican Republic, Republica Dominicana. Most people don't know what that is. They're like, "Why do you? You know, why are you black and speak Spanish?" That's really yeah. what I, that tends to happen to me. <laughs> but when you were playing in Europe and in in England. And you're like, oh, I'm from Paraguay. Do, are they like, what is Paraguay? Or like, did they know? Because I know they know like Brazil, they know Argentina, but well, how popular is Paraguay? Italian there? Argentina, right? I hate it. I used to hate it because they say I used to say I am from Paraguay. Oh, what, where from where? Because they they used to think that I said from far away. So I said, I'm from Paraguay. And they say, oh, really? From where? And he was like, yeah, actually, I'm from Paraguay. I, I, was, I was always thinking, oh, my God, my English is really bad. Because nobody understands it. That is incredible. Great. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, I think players like Miguel Amiron, players, you know, we, uh, we, you know, we work for NYCFC. We have uh, Jesus Medina. Jesus uh, Medina, yeah. So, you know, we're trying to get a higher profile for Paraguay and Paraguayan players. So we're, we'll, we'll help keep pushing that narrative. No one ever says I, I'm from Cuba and I play football. So I got no worries. <laughs> been in this country for 40 years, 40 years, uh, and they speak zero English. Uh, yeah, what for? Who needs it, right? <laughs> but honestly, it wasn't weird. When I was a kid, it made perfect sense. It was like I speak Spanish indoors and I speak English outside. There was nothing weird about it. 
the only time it was an issue was when my mom expected me to translate everything for her, like even if it was like serious shit, you know? Like we would be at the doctor, even at the doctor, she'd be like, oh, honey, honey, what did the doctor just say? And I'd be like, oh, mom, I'd be happy to translate these mammogram results. <laughs> I'm seven. <laughs> It's like, hey, mom, I just learned how to read a clock. I can definitely tell you how your tits work. <laughs> I was a smart kid, what can I say? And it was weird, and there was a lot of pressure on me, uh, but apparently, I was the only fourth grader who knew how to say pap smear in Spanish. It's pretty good. If you guys uh, don't know how to say it, it's pronounced papi smear. Most people don't know that. <laughs> also, nobody looked that up. Just trust. <laughs> Just trust. Use it at parties. Your Latino friends will love you. That's <laughs> Roque, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute honor. We got to get you back on the show. You're welcome here anytime. Uh, is there anything you want to let uh, people know about or plug uh, before we let you go? Well, you can, we can, hey, will you allow me to, to invite people to follow a little bit of Paraguay so they can also, you know, get to know a little about our country. They can, they can follow in Instagram also. You know, we, we have so many nice things in the country to visit. So it's going to be really nice if we know people know, you know, from our country. And of course, also they can follow me also in Instagram. It's uh, Roque Santa Cruz, it sounds. So, um, I thank you also, guys. You are really cool, and uh, I'm really happy to join you here. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I didn't know to have you. I didn't. Uh, is a footballer and travel agent. This is great. Yeah. He does both. Well. <laughs> and doctor. I am doctor for That's amazing. <laughs> so, so if we ever go to Paraguay, we're gonna have the VIP. Uh, I'll be like, uh, excuse me, I know Roque Santa Cruz. Thank you very much. <laughs> you, should, you can have Paraguayan passports if you want. Uh, <laughs> what? We're gonna be like Ronaldinho trying yeah, to get yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> Except no one's gonna be excited to see me in jail. You are well informed, man. We, you know, Ronaldinho made us very, very famous, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's also an ambassador. Yeah, maybe he could play in these World Cup qualifiers. Okay, <laughs> yeah. for Paraguay. We, we, tried, we tried to nationalize him, eh, you know, but he he wasn't interested in coming back. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, now let's get to our, our Golasso gift. This is uh, your opportunity to celebrate a goal on our show. We will take the video, make it into a, a gift that will live on the internet forever. So Alexis will give you a scenario and you can celebrate it however you like. So, Alexis, what do you suggest? So, here's a scenario uh, Paraguay needs to win this next match in order to qualify for the World Cup. All of their strikers, for some reason, pull a hamstring. <laughs> Berito calls you on the phone and says, Roque, we need you. You go there, and in the 90th minute, you score the winner. A nice curler from, uh, from just above the box. You win. Paraguay qualifies for the World Cup. How do you celebrate? Oh, my God. I, I don't have even the space yet to show you, but... I <laughs> Come on! <laughs> <laughs> 
Perfect. 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 Roque Santa Cruz, an absolute honor. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Best of luck, uh, you know, the rest of your career, which I might be another 15 years. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it is incredibly impressive what, uh, impressive what you are doing. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, everybody, make sure you follow at Fubo Sports on all social channels. Follow at Soccer Cooligans uh, as well. And subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the show and more clips of Roque Santa Cruz if you'd like to check it out. Uh, okay, so Roque, let's end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So please join us in this. Uh, absolutely honored again to have a, a Paraguayan legend. Uh, so for Roque Santa Cruz, my name is Cristian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cool <laughs>